Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The thrills kept coming this week out of the Billings Metro as two of Class B's most exciting teams squared off for the second time in a week. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Over the last two weeks, Lodgegrass and Lame Deer have taken the prep hoops world around Montana by storm. First, Lodgegrass senior Damon Grovant broke Native American legend Elvis Old Bull's career scoring record by pouring in 71 points, setting an all-class single-game record in the process. Then Lodgegrass outlasted Lame Deer at the Billings Metro in an instant classic between the two top teams in Class B last week. Over the weekend, Lame Deer Journey Emerson one up Grovant pouring in 82 points in a lopsided victory. And on Tuesday night, in the second matchup of the regular season between the rivals, in front of a near sellout crowd at the Metra, Lame Deer emerged with a thrilling 75 73 win thanks to Gerald Highwalker's layup with 1.8 seconds left to end a chaotic sequence that included multiple turnovers in the game's final minute. Lame Deer's victory fenged last week's loss and gives Lodgrass its first defeat of the season, having a 20 game winning streak by the two time defending Class B champs. Here in Missoula, and Crosstown Hoops. Big Sky Boys topped Sentinel 55-37 for their first Crosstown home win since 2016 and their first overall Crosstown win since 2020. In the girls' game, Sentinel gutted out a 52-50 win at Big Sky. Spartans play Hellgate in a Crosstown doubleheader at Dahlberg Arena Friday night. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. For amazing winter savings, visit nwmsrocks.com. There you can check out the largest inventory of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Missed the thing in the first hour of the show. Fun first hour. We continued our ESPN 10th year anniversary celebration. February 2022 is our 10th year here at ESPN. I've been along for the ride for about five of those years. We're giving you 10 wings every 10 minutes, so let's do it one more time. We're on pace th- today. First time we have been. Call us right now. Call number 2-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We have 10 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as part of our 10th anniversary Call us right now, 406-888-1029. We had Dave Cowan, the former general manager of Missoula Broadcasting Company, one of the guys that helped get ESPN started here in Missoula on the show. We're still awaiting the illustrious return of both Tommy Evans, longtime producer, as well as our engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, as well as Ryan Tutel, former co-host of this show and the guy who got me in the fold. So stay tuned for that. We don't know which order it's going to be each of the next two Wednesdays. just depends on when Tutel can get himself on the schedule for the first, last, and only time in his time on this earth. He's not a real uh, not a real planner, that guy. But we'll, we'll be very excited to have Ryan back on uh, the air for sure. And uh, also very much looking forward to Tommy. Tommy's just going to slide in whenever Ryan can't just because, you know, Tommy's here. He works here. <laughs> He's in this building. So uh, those two upcoming. So really looking forward to that. We also heard from Danny Sprinkle from the uh, Montana State men's basketball team, and we heard from a pair of former Grizz soccer players, former Grizz women's soccer players, who are both going to play internationally over in Iceland as part of our Footy 15 series, facilitated by and uh, presented by Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula. All of it from today's first hour can be found on the podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates, Sportsbet Montana's got a bunch of great lines rolling right now for you can the Olympics. That's pretty crazy. You can bet on the Olympics. But also uh, for the upcoming big game, the Super Bowl. So go check out Sportsbet Montana. No, no matter where you're at, there's a kiosk, one of your favorite establishments close by. You can always go to Sportsbet Montana's website as well to find out all the places that uh, you can find those sports bet Montana kiosks. Let's dive into a little history review. That's part of our ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable, our long-form interview each week here on Nuanas Now. But not, not, much, not as much of an interview as an analysis today. We will hear from Andy Thompson, former Grizz linebacker, longtime defensive coordinator in the Big Sky Conference. He was at Northern Arizona for close to a decade and has been at Sacramento State the last couple years. We'll hear from Jeremiah Johnson, former defensive coordinator at Northern Iowa, who was on Mark Farley's staff, had a lot of success there as well. What's the tie that binds? Trying to stop number 10, Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington wide receiver. He was absolutely the best player I ever saw in the Big Sky Conference. The first time I ever saw him, I knew he was special. So I, I sort of tried to hitch our wagon at Skyline Sports to him just in terms of keeping up with them as much as possible. We had him on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast quite often. We also uh, 
wrote many features about him. Our Andrew Houghton is preparing a, a sort of newer, updated one now that Cup is this record-setting receiver in the NFL. But the first time I ever saw him, Cup went off for 10-plus catches, 175-plus yards, and a touchdown. The craziest part is that he puts up stat lines like that in the NFL, not just sometimes, almost always. <laughs> My brother had a great analysis of Cup. His prowess and just how special he is is perhaps full on most uh, full display when you realize that he runs away from every person he's ever played football against. It doesn't matter if it's a defensive back from Northern Colorado or North Dakota or somebody for the San Francisco 49ers. Cup looks the exact same playing football. The speed of the game has not changed for him. He never looks fast, but no one ever looks fast trying to catch him. He's always three steps ahead of everybody. It's amazing to watch. I think it's a, a true testament to just the craft of playing wide receiver. It's not just about running a 4-3-5, although that helps if you're Jamar Chase and you got a 41-inch vertical. But it's about spatial awareness, competitiveness, toughness, all that. But I ended up covering Cup 13 different times. It helps when you're a four-year starter that also makes the playoffs multiple times in your career. But I covered Cup against the Montana schools, both of the games that he played against them each year for four years. There's eight total games there. I also covered Eastern Washington one other time in the regular season and four other times in the playoffs during Cup's illustrious career. And uh, I actually put this on Twitter once upon a time. I couldn't find the actual specific tweet. So I'm just spitballing the actual specific numbers here. But I can say with confidence that I never watched a game in which Cooper Cup played where he had less than nine catches. I never watched a game in which he had less than 95 yards. And I never watched a game of his where he didn't score a touchdown. And I also saw him have 12-plus catches, 175 to 200 yards. I mean, he had 200-plus he had yards in the unforgettable shootout between Montana State and Eastern Washington to kick off the 2015 season. That was the first red flag to sort of realize that the Bobcat defensive demise was real, but also that Cooper Cup was just out of his mind. I remember that day, Jordan West, who was filling in uh, for an, another Eastern quarterback. I can't remember the timeline specifically, but Jordan West was in his early iteration as the starting quarterback for Eastern Washington. And he went 21 of 24 for over 450 yards. I think Cup had 10 or 11 catches over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns in that game. Um, but I've seen the guy go off. Every single time I ever watched him play live and in person, and it's just so crazy that he keeps going off at the exact same level, and now here he is, one of, if not the most important players on the Los Angeles Rams as they are one step away from a Super Bowl championship. Los Angeles Rams versus... Who's the Rams plan? I'm, I'm so out of it today. Uh, anyways, Cooper Cup, we, we talked to a couple defensive coordinators. Andrew Houghton is... Um, Working on a profile on what it was like defending Cup back then and how the, that's sort of applicable to uh, now, this day and age, in the NFL, and just what sort of nightmare that was back in the day. So I'll start with the former Grizz, Sacramento State defensive coordinator, Andy Thompson. A couple thoughts on what it was like back then trying to defend Cooper Cup, a guy that is likely going to be one of the most important players in the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. Uh, it was the best group that, that I had seen. And, and gone against for sure. Uh, you know, the, they start out the year before we played them. They had gone to Washington State and beaten Washington State and scored 42 points on them. And Washington State at the time was 
thought to be pretty pretty good team, and they ended up, I think, winning quite a few games. They were just going up and down the field, and I was going. I think the biggest thing is they were so balanced on both sides of the field. Ken Kendrick Bourne was, you know, so fast, and he would play to the boundary, and then they put Cooper Cup in the slot. So if you tried to play man to man, it was going to be a really tough matchup speed wise with Kendrick Bourne. And then if you tried to play zone, then you were just going to get ten yards away at least with Cooper Cup. So it was really tough. It was really difficult to even try to get him uh, to hold him, you know, for. Uh, let alone touchdowns, but first downs, you know. Yeah, we were, you know, we were going to try to change the look. So we were going to try to either bring quite a few guys and try to get him to get the ball off, or we were going to drop, you know, guys in coverage and play uh, zone. And we had had some success the year before, you know, playing some man coverage against them, and and, and that was definitely not the case that year. They uh, they got after us by far, and it was it was not a fun day. Um, but yeah, you just tried to you tried to give them something they maybe hadn't seen. Um, so many people were trying to drop eight against them, and so we tried to bring a little pressure and hope that they would screw it up and throw it. And I think they still ended up, you know, worked you know worked all right on third down, but then they go for it on fourth down. I think Super Cup the day we played up, he had like two or three unbelievable catches on fourth down and like seven or eight, and you you would. Uh, you go, geez, there goes the, the drive. They're still going. So it was it was very hard. What were your thoughts on Cooper Cup and, and that year and him coming out into the NFL? Because even for all his stats, I mean, he was still a little bit under the radar. But what did you what did you see when you looked at him on tape that year? Just so reliable. He was such a good route runner, but he caught the ball with his hands. You'd try to jam him or put somebody over the top of him, he'd still be able to run an option route. And then they just did a really good job of moving him around. So he wasn't in one spot, so it made it really difficult to, to you know, set up things against him. Um, and then they also had tight ends, so they get in kind of two tight end sets and run the ball, which would isolate him where he had a chance to, you know, run those deep double-breaking routes. So just very... Very challenging because of how good a route run he was and then his ability to, to catch the ball and make people miss afterwards. So there you go, Andy Thompson, former Grizz linebacker as well as Sacramento State defensive coordinator here on Nuanas now. Guy that's uh, been around the league for quite some time. Talking about Cooper Cup, the superstar wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, former Big Sky Conference MVP, former Walter Payton Award winner, Actually, sort of nuts that he didn't win the Peyton twice. He, he lost the Peyton, I believe, to one of his teammates. I believe Gage Gubert won it one year when Cup was up for it. But sort of nuts that he didn't win the Peyton twice in a row. Also sort of nuts that he was able to lead Eastern Washington in the semifinals a couple times, but never to the national championship and never won a national championship. But now, here he is, former Eastern Washington great, on the precipice of a Super Bowl title as well. Sorry that I'm so all over the place today. Um... You know, just sort of the way that it goes sometimes. I have now remembered that the uh, Los Angeles Rams play the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl on Sunday, so I have no fear. I do have a, a memory that's sort of lingering in the background somehow, some way. Let's hear from Jeremiah Johnson, Northern Iowa defensive coordinator. Just a brief thought on Cooper Cup, and then we'll give you some of the Big Sky and Montana ties to the Super Bowl. A little fun history lesson here on the ESPN Roundtable. Nuanas now. We knew that he was really good. We had some bracket things that we were trying to do, and uh, he was still able to get himself loose. 
and he the thing I remember about him the, the most is he had like as good of ball skills as any kid that I've ever seen. You know, like being able to go make plays. He made a he made a catch against us. I remember in fifteen that was one handed for probably twenty five yards, and I was like, how in the hell did he catch that? Those guys were elite. You know, I and I think honestly, frankly, people um, probably don't give. FCS football the credit that it deserves just in terms of the guys that are playing it you know but there's there's been some pretty dang good football players um, that have gone on and done it at the highest level that played FCS football that's so true Andrew and I were talking about this by the way thanks to Andrew Houghton for those sound bites and you can look forward to his feature story on uh, not only Cooper Cup, but also Kendrick Bourne. They're talking about that that wide receiver crew is ridiculous. I actually don't really know um, if you can find a comparable peer at the FCS level. I can almost actually guarantee you that you can't. And I think you'd actually be hard-pressed to find uh, a better trio. And and I guess if you include Simba Webster when he was, a, I think he was a freshman or maybe a redshirt freshman during that 2015-2016 uh, span, Man, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better group of receivers in the in college football anywhere in the last twenty years. Honestly, you got Cooper Cup, who is a first team All Pro, one of the best um, receivers, one of the best offensive players in the National Football League. You got Kendrick Bourne, who played in the Super Bowl for the San Francisco 49ers and is now catching touchdowns for the New England Patriots. Then you had Shaq Hill, who was uh, on the active roster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a moment, and then. Uh, on the practice squad for a couple years there in Tampa Bay. I mean, that's a pretty devilish trio. You talk about Simba Webster, who had a cup of coffee with the Rams as well. So you're talking about four NFL receivers. That's not just four NFL guys on an FCS roster. That in itself would be amazing. And they also had other NFL guys like Sam's and Ebucom on those Eastern Washington teams as well. Ebucom, first a starter for the Rams and now playing in San Francisco. So sort of a flip-flop there as well. But, uh, You'd be hard-pressed to find four dudes from a single squad in the league, let alone at the same position. So, very impressive. And that Cooper Cup, definitely somebody to watch on Sunday. If you want a little local flavor, a little regional flavor, a little Big Sky flavor for your Super Bowl Sunday. So, is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, marching through the ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, great place to watch the game. They have 20 big screen TVs. They also have a Sports Bet Montana machine, so you can get all of the uh, up-to-date in-game props and in-game line changes and uh, all that sort of thing. Paradise Falls also has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have some great Valentine's Day specials going on that will happen all throughout the weekend after 4 p.m. Friday through Monday. The special appetizer, crab-stuffed mushrooms, excuse me. Plus, they also have steak and salmon entrees, shrimp scampi, all sorts of great things for Valentine's Day. And how about this? On Super Sunday for the big game, a pound and a pitcher. That's right, a pound of wings and a pitcher of domestic beer for 25 bucks. Pretty good special there by Paradise Falls for your big game watching. You need a place to watch the game on Sunday. You're going to head on down to Paradise Falls at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. How about some Big Sky Conference ties for the Super Bowl? thought this was fun. This is certainly not a comprehensive 
or end-all, be-all list. And if you have more, uh, you have additions to this list, text us, 406-888-1029. have a pretty sizable list to roll through here. Won't t- spend too much time telling stories or dwelling on any of these guys, but if you have anybody that needs to be added to this, I always love these sorts of lists and these sorts of dynamics. So let's go through it real quick. One of my favorite interviews ever on this show, Tim Houck, former secondary coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He came on the day after winning the Super Bowl. Pretty cool for him when Philly won as a guy that played in Philly for a long time and then coached there uh, most recently on Doug Peterson's staff. Coach Houck came on uh, without much sleep, so he was pretty fired up, and it was a very entertaining interview. Speaking of Tim Houck, how about one of his protégés, Colt Anderson? He is coaching in this current Super Bowl, one of Butte's favorite sons, He's the uh, assistant secondary coach, excuse me, assistant special teams coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, he'll coach in the big game uh, on Sunday. A couple other coaching ties that have played in the Super Bowl. Bill Kohler, who was an All-American defensive lineman at Montana State, one of only two first-round draft picks out of the Big Sky Conference ever as a defensive lineman. He's been an, he played in the 70s and 80s. He's been an NFL coach for most of the last 30 years. And he's got a Super Bowl ring from his time as the defensive line coach with the Denver Broncos, coaching Von Miller and the like. So pretty cool for him. I actually have a picture on my phone of that Super Bowl championship ring. Bob Beer's a guy that I've gotten to know pretty well the last couple years because he has his scouting seat uh, in the press box at Montana. So he's there for most uh, Grizz home football games now. And he has a couple rings from his time as a scout for the Broncos as well. Our great friend Marty Mordenweg who co-hosts the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas now each Monday during the 5 o'clock hour. He's been to the Super Bowl a couple times, and he's got a Super Bowl ring from his time with the Green Bay Packers as the quarterback's coach, helping Coach Brett Favre uh, when the Packers won their second-to-last championship. So pretty cool to have a guy with a Super Bowl ring contributing here on a weekly basis on Nuanas now. Jan Stenerud, the only kicker in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's a Montana State alum. Every time the Winter Olympics rolls around, I always think of the story of Jan Stenerud because he grew up in Finland. He came to Montana State as a ski jumper, and uh, he was a great soccer player. And one day he was just playing intramural soccer there in Bozeman in the late 60s. And uh, as the story goes, Robert Kraft, Roger Kraft, excuse me, Robert Kraft, the owner of the uh, New England Patriots, but Roger Kraft, former Montana State basketball coach, saw Stenerud playing soccer and then saw him horsing around kicking field goals and went and told Jim Sweeney, the head football coach at the time, you need that guy on your squad. Well, the rest is history. Stenerud hit the longest field goal in the history of the Big Sky Conference with a 59-yarder against the Grizzlies uh, less than a year later. And then he was in the uh, NFL and kicking for the Chiefs and won a ring in Super Bowl II with the Chiefs. So one of the great players in Big Sky Conference history, one of the great Bobcats of all time, Jan Stenerud, one of our Big Sky guys. Uh, that's played and won Super Bowls. Jimmy Ferris, former Grizz receiver, who hails from Lewiston, Idaho. He played for the Grizz here uh, in the late 1990s. He was on the New England Patriots in 2000 and 2001 and 2002. Excuse me, his senior year at Montana was 2000. He was on the Patriots 2001, 2002. And so Jimmy Ferris, he's got himself a Super Bowl ring. As does former Bobcat receiver Travis Johnson. He was on the Bucks practice squad two years ago, and he has a ring. He actually showed it to me in Frisco, Texas. Pretty cool to see. A couple other guys with Montana ties that played in the Super Bowl but did not win Super Bowls. 
Dane Fletcher, former Bobcat defensive end, who played for the Patriots. He started in that Super Bowl at inside linebacker. Brock Coyle, former Grizz linebacker. Both those guys from Bozeman, pretty impressive. There's been a couple linebackers from Bozeman that made it to the NFL. Brock Coyle, he was on the Seahawks when the Seahawks lost in the Super Bowl. But another great moment here on ESPN Radio was Brock Coyle's uh, post-game just elation with Ryan Tuto when he interviewed him on the field after the Seahawks beat the 49ers to win the NFC title. Sam McCollum, a guy who's joined us on this show several times, a former MSU wide receiver who played for the Vikings in a pair of Super Bowls. Doug Betters, a former Montana defensive end who then transferred to Nevada and then made his way to the NFL, was the 1984 Defensive Player of the Year for the Miami Dolphins when they went to the Super Bowl. Ron East, a former defensive lineman for the Bobcats. He played for the Cowboys and played in the Super Bowl in 1971. Tony Bodie, a former Bobcat running back. He played for the Denver Broncos in their 1986 and 1987 Super Bowl losses. Mark McGrath, a former MSU uh, secondary member. He was with the Redskins when they won the Super Bowl in 1983. And then Mike Person, a Glendive native who played his college ball at MSU. He was on the 49ers when they lost in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. A couple other guys that are from Montana that didn't play at Big Sky Conference schools include Pat Donovan, widely considered one of the greatest athletes ever in the history of the state of Montana, number four on Sports Illustrated's top 50 list of all time. Donovan was a four-time first-team All-Pro for the Dallas Cowboys and won a pair of Super Bowls. He hails from Helena. Dewan Edwards, a guy from Columbus, Montana, who ripped up the Class B ranks and then went to play for Dennis Erickson at Oregon State. He then played for the Baltimore Ravens, where he actually didn't get to the Super Bowl there, but then he did play for the Carolina Panthers towards the end of his career, and he got to the Super Bowl, but they lost in the Super Bowl uh, down the stretch. Other notable names for guys that played in Super Bowls with Big Sky Conference ties that people around here in the state of Montana would notice. We talked about Kendrick Bourne, Cooper Cup's former teammate, uh, who was from Eastern Washington, who was on the Niners when they lost. Jared Allen, former Idaho State defensive end, he played his final season in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers, and uh, was also on that team with Dewan Edwards when they lost in the Super Bowl. And uh, there's a ton of different names, and I'll probably do some sort of post on SkylineSportsMT.com but rather than going through all of it. Uh, probably the most interesting one, the one that I that taught me something here, was Raul Alegre. He started his career at Montana as a kicker. He then transferred to Texas. This is in the mid-1980s. And then he wanted to be the kicker for the New York Giants. He was Bill Parcells' kicker when the Giants won Super Bowls uh, in the late 1980s and early 1990s. So pretty incredible. Uh, a story that I certainly had not known about. So um, very interesting uh, to research all this stuff. We'll have more for you. Big Sky ties, Montana ties to the Super Bowl throughout the rest of this week leading up to the big game. That is our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has 20 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a great place to watch any and all games. They do a great job of broadcasting prep games all the way through NFL and professional games as well. Head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. How about a guy who grew up in Flint, Michigan, who then played at a prep school in Florida and now... Somehow, someway, made his way to the University of Montana. Lonel Martin, he's our Grizz Star of the Week. Grizz basketball player coming up next. Keep it right here CSPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you 
No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The thrills kept coming this week out of the Billings Metra as two of Class B's most exciting teams squared off for the second time in a week. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Over the last two weeks, Lodgegrass and Lame Deer have taken the prep hoops world around Montana by storm. First, Lodgegrass senior Damon Grovant broke Native American legend Elvis Old Bull's career scoring record by pouring in 71 points, setting an all-class single-game record in the process. Then Lodgegrass outlasted Lame Deer at the Billings Metra in an instant classic between the two top teams in Class B last week. Over the weekend, Lame Deer Journey Emerson one up Grovant pouring in 82 points in a lopsided victory. And on Tuesday night, in the second matchup of the regular season between the rivals, in front of a near sellout crowd at the Metra, Lame Deer emerged with a thrilling 75 73 win thanks to Gerald Highwalker's layup with 1.8 seconds left to end a chaotic sequence that included multiple turnovers in the game's final minute. Lame Deer's victory avenged last week's loss and gives Lodgrass its first defeat of the season, having a 20 game winning streak by the two time defending Class B champs. Here in Missoula, and Crosstown Hoops. Big Sky Boys topped Sentinel 55-37 for their first Crosstown home win since 2016 and their first overall Crosstown win since 2020. In the girls' game, Sentinel gutted out a 52-50 win at Big Sky. Spartans play Hellgate in a Crosstown doubleheader at Dahlberg Arena Friday night. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Montana, welcome back. Little Franz Ferdinand for you here on a Wednesday. That's the band's name, but also a pivotal member of, of the historical narrative of the 20th century. Many that are listening know the story of Franz Ferdinand, the Archduke of Austria-Hungary, and many don't. If you don't know, it's important to know. The history is important uh, for a variety of different reasons within our culture and, and around the world. But Franz Ferdinand was supposed to then become basically the, the king. He was the heir to the throne of Austria-Hungary. And his assassination in Sarajevo in June of 1914 basically was the first domino that fell in Eastern Europe slash uh, Western Asia to begin World War One. And uh, so... I won't bore you with the full ins and outs of it. I don't think it's boring at all. I actually find it incredibly fascinating. And, gosh, if you want real-life drama, I know it was more than 100 years ago, but it is absolutely real-life drama. And imagine having drama of the magnitude that it started a world war. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, little Franz Ferdinand, the band here on Nuanas Now for you on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. Because it's a Wednesday, that means it's one of your favorite days of the year, actually, because it's our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula. And each Wednesday for the month of February, 
we are going to be giving you 10 wings every 10 minutes courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. That's right, 10 of wings from the best wing spot in the city of Missoula. All you have to do, tune in on Wednesdays, and like you have to do right now, call or text. We're going to go first caller, first texter, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Caller number one and texter number one. Each of you got a little voucher for 10 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as part of our 10th anniversary celebration here at ESPN Missoula. Yo, 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 down here at Dahlberg Arena, Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coming to you on a Wednesday like we do each Wednesday. It's our Grizz Star of the Week, Lionel Martin Jr. joining us here on Nuanas now. Lionel, you came on when you were first getting recruited way back in the day uh, via the phone, but appreciate you being here again today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We were just talking some NBA, so you have a fascinating story because a lot of the guys on this squad are from sort of similar areas of the country. Travis DeKeer's always recruited Western Washington, the Seattle area, and the Oakland area heavily. And now you got a little Australian influence as well with, with Josh Bannon, but you're from Michigan, and you went to prep school in Florida, so you're from a completely different place. What are some of your NBA uh, allegiances? Who, who'd you grow up rooting for? Are you a Pistons guy? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, it's hard being a Detroit fan for any sport, to be honest, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Pistons fan at heart. We got to stick with that, though, because the fans are so passionate. And if if Detroit could figure it out, man, they could be back because Detroit has such great fan base and such great tradition, too, right? Definitely, yeah. There's a really good fan base there. I think they got a lot of good pieces. They're just struggling putting that puzzle together. Are are you old enough to remember the last great Pistons run with, like, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, and and Tayshaun Prince and those guys? Oh, roughly. I barely remember. Growing up, though, uh, Tayshaun Prince was was my favorite player, yeah. That's interesting because you kind of have a game like Tayshaun Prince, at least on the defensive side. You're actually a way better shooter and way more smooth than him on the offensive side. Uh, but that's interesting. Well, just take us through it. You're here about halfway through your first season here at the University of Montana. What's it been like for you both on a basketball level but also on a personal level? What do you think of Montana? Uh, it's been pretty good. My uh, When I first got here, my teammates welcomed me with warming arms and uh, I kind of felt that brotherhood um, early, and that's a that's a big culture here they have here. Getting here is a slow start, start to the season, not like I wanted, but we're picking it up and been in the gym. My team has been encouraging me a lot, so hope we can keep it rolling. And your role, the way it's evolved, it's been fun to watch. Uh, first of all, it seems like you really love playing at home. Are you are you feeding off this crowd when you're here in Missoula? Oh yeah, it's amazing. They they show up every night and they 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 show out, so it's it's fun playing in front of something like this for sure. New Year's Day, you had the acrobatic shot where uh, kind of a, a 270 almost, not quite a 360, where you shot it, banked it off the glass to beat Weber State. And since then, it seems like you've really been playing really well. So uh, did that moment give you some confidence? i say, yeah, uh, a game winner like that definitely uh, sparks a confidence in something and uh, gives you a little more confidence, especially when on the road as well. So, University of Montana coming off of a bounce-back victory on Monday night, 78-67 over Southern Utah. Grizz lost at Idaho State on Saturday, and uh, an unlikely loss. First time the Grizz have lost to Idaho State since 2009. So how are you guys able to bounce back? Because you go on the road, you compete hard against Weber, and stub your toe. And I talked to Josh Bannon after the game, he, uh, after Monday's game, and he said, hey, Saturday was not us. We knew it. We knew we had to come back out and prove something on Monday. So how are you guys able to readjust and put together a good win over a Southern Utah team? Uh, definitely. Uh, Saturday, that was... Uh, words can't even explain. It was just a tough loss that we, we tried to grind it out, but we, we just didn't come on top. And we knew um, we couldn't dwell in the past too long because we had to come back and defend the home court. And I think that's the biggest thing is uh, defending the home court. And so we made the adjustments that we had to make, got the proper rest, and we came out and took care of business. 
this schedule is so weird because you never know when stuff's going to get postponed. You never know what's going to get pushed back. And then all of a sudden you're playing three games in five days. You're playing four games in seven days. As an athlete, how do you get yourself prepared for that? How do you deal with just sort of the ebbs and flows and the unpredictable nature of it? I'd say, honestly, the hardest part would be uh, learning the different scouts in that fast because right. from one team you're doing a certain thing here and the next team you're doing another thing. So I'd say that, was, that would be the hardest part. We have a pretty good training staff and our coaches do really well at making sure our bodies is good and in the best shape for the next game. So. Well, that's the most interesting part about the Big Sky, too, is that you have these schools that are, I mean, even though it's a, one conference, you got Portland all the way down to Flagstaff, out to Sacramento. So you got guys from all over the place, and the styles are so much different. So do you notice that your first year in the league, just how much different each team plays stylistically? Uh, definitely. There's, it's, it's definitely a – I think we – here in Montana, we have, we have a big, unique style here. Yeah. But you can go from, from Sacramento State all the way to Weber State, where Weber's just trying to – first to 100, raise right. to 100. Right. So I say the play style from each team each night is, is very different, yeah. And you have carved out this role as uh, – kind of top guy off the bench and I know that Travis DeCure talked coming into the new year he wanted to shorten his rotation he wanted to get it down to seven maybe eight guys and, and you and Cam Parker both been doing such a great job coming off the bench but also playing basically starter minutes coming off the bench so uh, how have you been able to accept that role and, and what do you think of the role because it seems like you're really thriving in it. Coach DeCure put me in the in the best place possible to be successful which I'm appreciative of and I think just the biggest thing is just being consistent um, not on the court but also off the court in the in the um, weight room and the training room and staying consistent in practice so Lionel Martin joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Take us through your journey because you're from Flint, Michigan. Anybody that knows basketball and knows the history of basketball knows that that's a basketball hotbed. And also a lot of tough guys come from Flint, Michigan as well. So what would you learn growing up there? Because there's a lot of guys to idolize. I mean, Draymond Green, probably the most famous guy that's from there right now. But, I mean, there's been so many great guys that have come out of Flint. So what have you? how did that influence you growing up and, and what was it like growing up in Flint? I, I was blessed to be to grow up around basketball and have a lot of people that influenced me in a positively way um, on and off the court. And so I say that was a big thing. And I say coming from Flint, it was very, like, family-oriented. Uh, people that aren't blood-related, they're very rooting for you and uh, wishing the best for you. So I say I'm, I'm blessed to be where I'm from. There's been the news briefs about the water in Flint. Is it as bad as people say? Uh, it's, it's getting better. At, That's good. At first, it was as bad as people say, but um, what people don't really understand that the city of Flint is um is where the uh, so there's two parts of Flint. There's Flint Township, then there's the sure. city of Flint. Flint Township has clean water, but the city of Flint is where you see more of the uh, poverty houses and stuff like that. That's where the, like dirty water is, but they're they're doing their best to um to fix it. So. Your cousin, Miles Bridges, tearing it up right now in the NBA, but he was a Michigan State guy. So you, were you a Michigan State fan growing up, too? Uh, my mom went to U of M, so oh, okay. growing okay. up. But when he went to Michigan State, I, I became a Michigan State fan by default for two years. But, uh, yeah, so I guess you could say I'm kind of a Michigan State fan now. But Very interesting. Well, I don't know if you know this, but the history of this place, the head coach for Montana way back in the mid-1970s was Judd Heathcote, and he took Montana to the uh, Sweet 16, and then he went to Michigan State, and he recruited Magic Johnson there in the one national championship there. And that's kind of three degrees of separation from Travis DeCure because then Mike Montgomery had worked for Judd Heathcote, and that's one of Coach DeCure's mentors. So a lot of ties to the state of Detroit. So fun having you on. Take us through the journey, though, from when you're coming up in Flint to then ending up at a prep school in Florida and then ending up at a junior college and now here at Montana. What did each step take and uh, how did each step come about? Uh, so my, my junior high school, I ended up tearing my PCL right in the beginning of the summer. And um, so I missed out on a lot of recruitment that, uh, that summer, not being able to play AAU. So I was just doing a lot of recovery and trying to get back 
for the uh, high school season. And um, so my senior season, I ended up coming back. I think I believe I came back a little bit too early yeah. than I should have. But, um, you know, it was what it was. And we had a coaching change my senior year. And so, um, and honestly, up to that point, that was probably one of the best coaches I've had to that point. And, uh, but not getting the recruitment that I wanted, I ended up um, going to IMG for a post-grad year. And after IMG, I had an amazing time there. I couldn't ask for anything better. And I uh, ended up committing to Youngstown State University in Horizon League. And going there around maybe August when it's time for me to head, to head there and go on an official visit, I had a few problems like struggling going to the clearinghouse and um, they so they, they kind of moved on. And then at that point, it was like scramble mode because uh, school was about to start. So I ended up going to um, oh, um, Oakland Community College in Auburn Hills. Had a, um, had an okay year there, not too bad. And um, then uh, Coach Crash, I was my JUCO coach in Colorado. He was um, recruiting me um, when he was at Abilene Christian prior. And uh, he told me that he got the head coaching job at Otero, and he wanted me to come down there, and he think he could help me get where I, where I wanted to go, and that's exactly what he did. And so I'm grateful, and now I'm here. That's so many moves, man. Just from a personal level, what was it like moving around that much during such a short span? Uh, it was always rough because you were going into each year just not knowing because uh, you knew next year you were going to be somewhere else. Right. <laughs> so I think that was the biggest thing was just trying to stay focused and keep faith that it was going to work out for the best. Well, just don't get any stuff, right? Just don't accumulate any stuff. Keep it small, right? So you can move pretty easy. Lionel Martin joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Tell people a little bit about IMG, because I've read a lot about IMG, but I've never been there. And uh, I'm sure you were around a lot of really great and also hungry athletes, because there's a lot of guys that are trying to make it big time in a lot of different sports there. Oh, definitely. It's it's something crazy. They have um, freakish of athletes there. Oh, yeah. And the facilities are top tier amazing I, I would say i always said all the time that img is probably the closest thing to college that's not college right and so i think i was blessed to be able to experience that and play with some of the top athletes and and also like learn from some, some pros because in the summer there'll be like a lot of pros that would come there and train like when i first got there like my first day there my start of my was in the gym wow. working out and um, time to my when it was time for me to leave, I was packing my bags and doing my goodbyes, and John Morant was in the gym working out. So oh, man. It was, that was pretty cool to experience. Yeah, no doubt. And now John Morant absolutely tearing up the NBA, which has been very fun to watch. Well, tell us about your path from the Otero Junior College to Montana. What was the selling point that Coach Takir used to get you here? Really, it was honestly just how much love he showed. I remember um, when, they, when they first reached out, uh, it was around January Right before or right after we played South Plains, we took a tough loss there. They were on the road preparing for a game, and I was on a Zoom call with, with all the coaches. And then not soon after that, I was on a Zoom call with, like, four or five players. And so, to me, that really stood out in there. They were going that extra mile that um, other schools weren't. Fitting in here in Montana, I know that uh, when we first interviewed you, you mentioned uh, a lot of the guys come to you for the haircuts. So, <laughs> how'd you get into cutting hair? Uh, really happened over quarantine when right. when all barbershops were closed. And uh, my friend, he asked me if I knew how to cut hair. Me not really knowing how to cut hair, I was like, yeah, I can figure it out. Sure. So watched a few YouTube videos and really just trial and error, and I somehow became good at it. So are these, are these free cuts you're giving your teammates? You give them, make them pay a little bit for these? Uh, my teammates, I, I, I would feel bad charging them. <laughs> but um, we uh, we all put in together on buying some clippers and stuff and buying the right utensils. So, you know, if they did that, it was, you know, it was, felt right to give them a free cut. So. 
Lionel Martin joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Uh, no rest for the weary. Three games in five days, and now you got another one here coming up tomorrow at home again. Northern Arizona in town and Portland State coming to town on Saturday. So I know you guys probably haven't looked much into NAU yet, but what do you think of just the quick turnaround? And where do you think you, where do you think of where you guys are at right now in Big Sky Conference play? Uh, I think we're in a good spot. I, I truly do believe that um, we, we dropped a game or two that we uh, solely should have won, but I think we're in a good spot and we like where we're at. You know, we're not dwelling in the past because, you know, we can't get that back, so we're just trying to write our own future and finish strong. So, Lionel Martin here on Nuwana's Now, our Star of the Week. Thanks for being here, man. Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. No matter what sort of outdoor gear you need, mid-season maybe you've been mobbing hard down the mountain break your ski pole i've done that two different times so i'm only saying that as a projection of a reflection <laughs> of my own struggles or whatever you need for your ski or snowboarding excursions bob wards sports and outdoors got you covered only go to spots in all of montana and the proud sponsor of the grizz star of the week what's going on tomorrow we'll let you know maybe another history lesson as well keep it right here ESPN radio Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Oh, man. If 12-year-old me would have had any comprehension of this collaboration when I was 12 or how much it would mean to me now. Wow. Two of the best. Santana and Dave Matthews. I think I've uh, I think I've come around. I think I'm going to make another pilgrimage over to watch Dave Matthews at the Gorge this uh, upcoming summer. Depends on how the schedules align. A lot of times things get eaten up because of college football season. I mean, who am I kidding? My whole life outside of College football gets eaten up by college football. But that's not a complaint. That's actually a, a great um, testament to how much I love what we do, both here at ESPN Missoula as well as at Skyline Sports, but also Santana in Missoula this spring as well. So very much looking forward to that. It's Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you being here on a Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Take back control of the road with a new rig. From Northwest Motorsport. You missed anything in the first hour or second hour of this show. Dave Cowan, former general manager of Missoula Broadcasting Company, came on as part of our 10th anniversary celebration. By the way, how about one more set of wings? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. We got 10 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 
as part of our 10th anniversary celebration. 888-1029. Call number one. Call us right now. Last one for the uh, Wednesday show. We also heard from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, as well as uh, R. Andrew Houghton presenting his weekly footy 15, talking about soccer uh, across the, the ranks of the, well, I guess this was a meshing of both Montana-made and international ranks. A couple former Grizz soccer players heading to Iceland to play professionally. We also had a cool ESPN roundtable. Talking to entry point of Cooper Cup, former Eastern Washington receiver, Big Sky Conference star for the Eagles, who's now a star for the Los Angeles Rams. He will compete in the Super Bowl on Sunday. And that led us into talking about a variety of the best players from the Montana schools and with Montana ties and with Big Sky Conference ties that have played in the big game. And we heard from Lionel Martin, our Big Sky, or excuse me, our Grizz star of the week. Everything can be found. On the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. That has been our final word, presented by Eagle Satellite. Eagle Satellite wants to thank all the current and former healthcare workers out there in our community. They've appreciated all you've done and continue to do. Call right now, 406-728-9999, to get your free TV package starting at just $57.99 a month, and also ask about internet at 50 bucks a month as well. We'll be back at you tomorrow around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath to get things kicked off. We'll also hear from Justin Angle, a revisit, revisitation of the business angle, and we'll hear from Riley Corcoran. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Nuanas Now. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.